everybody. Here we go! Off to Neverland! Welcome to Detour to Neverland! Just a little bit of pixie dust. Where we interview Disneyers to discover unique ways to express your love for Disney. Think of the happiest thing. Now here's your host, Brendan Wright. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. With us today are Deidre and Ryan, who as a team make up Foolish Mortal Supply Co., one of my absolute favorite Disney apparel companies, so I'm so excited to chat with them today, learn some of their story. So Deidre and Ryan, thank you so much for joining us today. If you can go ahead and introduce yourself and tell somebody who's not as familiar with your work a little bit about what you guys are about. So I'm Deidre, um, and me and my husband, Ryan, run Foolish Mortal, and we are a pop culture, specifically Disney most of the time, focused apparel company. Uh, we tend to go a little bit on the spookier side of Disney is a bit of our thing. Haunted Mansion, of course. Yeah, um, I think we're, uh, we're just a couple of kind of nerdy Disney fans who wanted to try and come up with something fun and new. Well, that's awesome. So I know you guys have so many great designs, and, and like you said, you have a lot of spooky things. So at the time that we're recording this in October, great time for you guys. I know that uh, you have a lot of Haunted Mansion things, and I know I just bought a shirt to wear to Mickey's Halloween party when we go out to Disneyland in a couple weeks. So I want to turn it back a little bit and talk about where your love for Disney began and the love for the parks began and kind of how that's evolved over time. So we've both always been big Disney fans as far as movies and stuff goes. Um, I went to the park some as a kid, but it was actually Ryan's family who started taking me when we started dating in high school to Disneyland. And then Ryan took me to Disney World for the first time. And so really he's to blame <laughs> for Disney addiction. Yeah, um, yeah so we're, we're, we're based out of Las Vegas. Um, and I was, I was born and raised here, so we're only about a four-hour drive from Disneyland. And uh, I can remember going from the time I was one or two um, and just that's sort of been a part of my life. Uh, I've always been fascinated with with storytelling in, in some some manner. And I think, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to beat Disney. Um, and we're also, I think, big history buffs. So we, we love kind of just going into the, the history of Disneyland and how it was made and how a lot of things that, shouldn't have been possible were, were made possible by people who weren't willing to say no. Um, I think that whole thing's pretty fascinating. Perfect. So since you were such big Disney fans and started attending the parks and, and going to the parks, what was it that sparked for you to take that leap and create Foolish Mortal and jump into the Disney community as a producer instead of just a consumer? So there are two specific things that I would identify kind of as what sparked us. Um, first was just Ryan had a much harder time finding stuff that he would want to wear to Disney. Um, he didn't love as much of the apparel that was sold like in the parks or that you could get in a store. Um, so kind of leaning towards stuff he would like. And then we also got the opportunity to tour the Disney animation studio. And I was super excited. And Ryan is a, designer in his regular nine to five. So I had him make a nine old men animator shirt for me, just a super simple design. And uh, we made it just for me for that trip. And people 
saw it in our pictures and asked about it and we kind of just decided hey why not give it a try i don't know if you remember it differently no i mean that's that's basically it um Deidre sort of asked me as a, a last minute thing before we went on the trip so last minute i don't even think the shirt arrived in time for the trip no i got uh, it <laughs> after <laughs> but um I had a lot of fun doing it, and I mean, we we pretty boring. I mean, we kind of sit and we watch Disney movies all day, anyways. So it gave us more of an excuse to to sort of put the the love for that into something that was a little more tangible. Um, like you just said, I, I I've been a designer for a few years now, and loved the idea of trying to make something that was a little bit different than you might see in the parks. Um, like she said, uh, I, I mean, I kind of lean, if you look towards her shirt, towards a certain color palette uh, and a certain, <laughs> I basically only wear black shirts. Um, <laughs> so it was cool to to kind of see, put something I loved out there and uh, see if anyone else liked it as well. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it got started. Yeah. So when you made that leap, did you ever expect, I know you guys probably have huge, you know, end goals and an ultimate plan of what you want to do, but you know, if you would have told yourself when you started it that you'd be at this point and, you know, have a, a good social media following and be able to continue designing new shirts and putting things out there that people enjoy, what do you think you would have thought in that moment when you first started it? <laughs> so this is, I think, the fourth uh, clothing line I've tried to start. Ryan um, specifically. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this is the first Disney one. And uh, if my previous track record has anything to say, I, I was shocked when we got our first order. Um, I, I didn't know if anyone was going to be into it. Uh, it was just something that, that we were really excited about trying. Um, and I figured it couldn't go any worse than the last ones I tried to do. Um, so the, the fact that, that, that anyone's willing to, to, to support, to, to purchase the fact that we're on your podcast is, is kind of nuts. Um, I think we kind of pinch ourselves every day. Definitely. And um, I think it really was important and benefited us working as a team. Uh, Ryan is 100% the creative mind behind Foolish Mortal. He designs everything we put out, our shirts, our stickers, all of it's his. Um, but some of the more boring business aspects are not his strong suit, um, whereas I can't draw a stick figure to save my life. So kind of having that balance of different perspectives I think really helped with this one. And of course, it's something we're passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, and it's so fun to be able to share that with people that I think that lent a lot to it. And yeah. of course, we have big goals, but it's yeah, it's definitely a pinch me moment every time oh, someone yeah. orders from no, us I mean, or likes the design. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, we're doing this because we love it. I mean, we both work full-time jobs and we get excited to come home and work another, you know, five, six hours every night. Um, and then our weekends have basically just become only foolish mortal at this point. But in a way, we love it. Like, um, it's something I think we'd be doing regardless. At this point, once we got started, we had no intention of slowing down. Um, so the fact that people are willing to kind of take that journey with us is, is, is pretty mind blowing. Yeah. So kind of along the same lines, I want you to tell me the emotions and kind of the thoughts that you had the first time you, that you were in the parks and you saw a complete stranger wearing one of your designs. So <laughs> it's a this funny is story. A funny story. Do you want to tell it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll embarrass myself. Um, so 
we we um we don't get to the parks all that often. We try um, with Disneyland. We try to get out every couple months, um, and then Disney World's about once a year, once every other year. Um, so we don't get the opportunity to see things a lot. Um, and it took it took a while before we saw the first person. Um, and we were walking. Um, we were in DCA. And, near the Redwood River. Yeah, near there, the the, the the Rapids ride, and I saw some out the corner of my eye, and I sprinted to her because I was freaking out. Um, and I was like, "Can I get a picture? Can I picture?" You had no idea who we were. I would um, like to also insert <laughs> that Ryan is like six foot tall and kind of a larger dude, uh, <laughs> so having him run it was yeah, probably uh, strange. I'm running experience. full clips, so excited to see someone <laughs> wearing one of our shirts. Um, and somewhere we have that photo and you can tell she's, she's, I think still a little terrified in the picture. Um, but it made my day. It was so cool and incredibly embarrassing, but, uh, something I'm not going to forget for a while. And I would say still to this day, anytime I see someone in our stuff at the parks or even when someone just like takes a picture at the parks and shares it, I don't know. It's just such a amazing feeling that someone likes your stuff enough to put it on par with something they would wear yeah. to Disneyland that it's cool enough to, to them yeah. to make it there it's very humbling yeah mm-hmm. so speaking of you know creating things that are cool enough that people want to wear to the parks can you walk us through like what's the design process how do you narrow down you know what you're going to design next Ryan and you know what does that process look like from idea all the way to production sure um so uh, a a lot of times i think obviously there's seasonal stuff so you know with october among us now like there was a lot of prep we knew we were going to do more haunted mansion new nightmare before christmas stuff other things we 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 really try to do just what what we're feeling sometimes we'll be in the park and we'll get some sort of inspiration. We'll see something that we're like, that'd be really neat to, to sort of toy with, play with a little bit. And other times we'll, we'll watch one of the movies and, you know, we'll catch a line or something like that where we don't want to explore. And then I start doing just a ton of really terrible sketches um, as quick as possible. No ideas of bad ones sort of thing um, just to get ideas out on paper. And then once I, I do that, I try to build out a little bit more of a, a rough concept um compositionally and then the research starts um so whether it's breaking down movies frame by frame um reading like histories of you know disney and pixar they're really great about um dealing in cultures and 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 doing the research doing their homework um i know coco i think took like four years of research before they actually started writing the movie um consequently that might be a shirt i'm working on now (laughs) so uh, a lot of reading um a a lot of and not just about the movie but like for instance with that i've been doing a lot of reading and research on hispanic culture um wanting to do a design proper um i figure the geniuses that make these movies do that homework then i should be doing the same um and then i feel like once i have a good grasp on what whatever it is that i'm doing um, we go, I go into the computer, start working on bit more rough concepts. And then Deidre tells me they're not good enough. Um, <laughs> and then I, <laughs> I start from scratch. Uh, 
No, uh, but we kind of go back and forth. Um, I love feedback, good and bad, so uh, I don't mind reworking things and, and going back over, but it's 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 a labor of love. Um, this is, I'm lucky enough to get to do my real job This for a living. Designing is my favorite thing to do. Um, I don't find it, like, tough if I have to spend more time on it. I, I enjoy it. So, I mean, that's, I guess, a, in a nutshell. I don't know if I answered that. <laughs> yeah, from my point of view, it's more like a, hey, Ryan, I really want a shirt for this ride. <laughs> the end. Which I'm sure is frustrating. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> well, you got to get both sides of it, I'm sure. And, you know, I think the overall theme that, that I hear from that process is that everything is very intentional. Um, like you said, you want to do it properly and, and really pay homage to these great movies and these great attractions that the Disney community loves so much. So I think, you know, without a doubt that work and an intentional effort that you put into it shows through. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, that's, it's a big part. I, uh, one of the main things as a child that made me want to be an artist were the ride posters. When you enter uh, both magic kingdom and Disneyland, you go through those tunnels and you see those ride posters and those were, painted and designed by people that wanted to make you feel what that ride is supposed to make you feel. And I think that's why we started doing like our attraction posters. I uh, wanted to try and, like you said, pay homage to that feeling. Um, you, you, like, you look at the, the Haunted Mansion poster or the Indiana poster and you, you kind of put yourself in that story a little bit for that, you know, three seconds as you're walking past the tunnels. And I, I just kind of I fell in love with how Disney does that. Mm -hmm. It's great that you mentioned that because my wife and I actually, we have our office um, where I'm recording this right now and it's Disney themed. So uh, we just moved in this house recently. So we're trying to kind of build it up. And that was the first thing that we tried to start collecting was the attraction posters. And then we also have some other um, movie posters as well. But I completely uh, understand, you know, kind of the sentiment that you get when you look at those attraction posters. And so, yeah, that's that's great. Uh, yeah, for sure. So running this, uh, running Foolish Mortal, um, I know with any company like yours, with any brand like yours, Instagram is so important. And it seems like from so many people that we've talked to and for myself included, Instagram is kind of a haven for the Disney community. Can you talk a little bit about what Instagram has meant to you and, and going hand in hand with that kind of what the Disney community um, has meant to growing Foolish Mortal and, and kind of how you guys are approaching that. So, I mean, Instagram is a huge part of our company. That's pretty much where we grow. That's where we meet people, where we advertise. Um, the only other place we really put anything out there is Facebook. And that's because it's linked to our Instagram. So um, without Instagram, I don't know if we would be connected with so many people. Um, it's definitely how we've met some amazing friends, other shops. It's how we've met just other fans of Disney and especially not living uh, right next to a park. It's sometimes harder for us to find those people in person where we live. It's not as common of a passion or maybe not as shared, I suppose. Oh, yeah. um, but getting the chance to meet all these people is huge. And I think it's a huge driving force for us to know that there are other people that love it like we love it 
Yeah, it was it was huge. Um, when we started this, uh, like not to say our friends don't don't love Disney, um, but when you're not by a park, I feel like it's there. There are there are less like you know big big fans. And when we started meeting other shops and 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 other people in the Disney community, it kind of blew us away. That was like, oh, there are more people like us. Like mm-hmm. we're not the weird ones. Um, so it, it's been huge and in, in, to echo what Deidre said, uh, Instagram has been paramount in, in all of that. I think it, it's an incredible, social media is used for, can be used for so many negative things, negative things. And it's been really awesome to see this like flourishing community of people who kind of love this one thing. Um, and it's, it's been such a positive thing in our lives. Yeah, and something that we spoke about in our last episode with Jay, who is a Disney dude on Instagram, is that it really seems like it's something that's unique to the Disney community that, you know, I'm able uh, to interview other podcast hosts and other photographers are able to talk with other Disney photographers to get tips for how they're photographing in the parks. And I know I was reading through some of your um, highlighted stories and someone suggested a shirt that you should make. And you said, you know, I think your reply was something like, oh, that shirt, you know, sounds similar to something that Main Street Press has. You know, so what has that, do you find, do you guys find that unique as well, where it seems like the Disney community really is everybody, you know, reaching out a helping hand, working together and, and really, you know, there's not that competitive grit that I think you would see in a lot of other communities. I definitely think having a shared passion and love for something, uh, it brings a lot of people together. And I think because of that, everyone's a bit more willing to, I don't know, kind of just share in the excitement. I know there are shops that I adore, and if I like something from them, of course I'm going to put it out there. Uh, There's room for all of us to do our own version of things our own spin on stuff and i definitely think as a whole this community really appreciates that and really promotes um kind of building friendships and building a community we all call it a disney community and it really is it's a lot of people coming together to all share in one interest yeah no i think it's um i mean we 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 started this uh little over a year and a half ago and i mean some of our best friends at this point we met through this and uh i think it's cool and and like Deidre said this is all like we all have this sort of one common goal and you know we're all i mean essentially we're all paying homage to the same thing i mean we we, we started these companies for reasons um and and like also like Deidre said like there's there's room for all of us i i know the work that goes into designing and uh, you know, we've seen some incredible shops with some just beautiful designs. And like, if, if, you know, we have that, that knowledge, like, of course, we want to make sure that they get their, their, their call outs, their shout outs. We always want to try and, you know, call attention to, to great work. And we've seen some, like, I've seen some jaw dropping shirts out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you're exactly right that it, it's something that's so important to the Disney community. Um, and, and, I think everybody involved in this community appreciates that that's kind of the the status quo that's been set that that everybody's working together and and you know you're right that there's some amazing friendships that that can be created through a common passion for Disney. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Well, perfect. So I think we've covered some great topics. So the next thing I want to jump into is our lightning round. So I'll just throw out some quick Disney topics. And if you guys just kind of share the first thing that comes to your mind, so everybody can get to know your Disney fandom a little bit better. All right. So the first one's an easy one. Just name the Disney parks that you have visited. Disneyland, Disney World, Disneyland Paris. Yep. All right. And which one of the individual parks is your favorite and why? Uh, for me, Disneyland will always be the most magical. Um, it holds a special place in my heart. It's probably the park where I can spend the most time looking at just uh, theming and watching people and seeing people walk down Main Street the first time. And this sounds like something I think every Disney fan can relate with, but being in the park that Walt built and was able sure. to be in is just a really huge thing and it's really inspirational to me and that it will always be my favorite park because of that yeah i, I kind of have to echo that um epcot's a close second um epcot mm -hmm. is just it's incredible but there's something um at least a few times a year Deidre and i try to make a point we'll grab a coffee and we'll go and sit um, one of the tables on the side of main street in disneyland and we'll just watch people and you can always tell the people who are coming for the first time um, I think there's some, I mean, it's corny, but kind of magical about that. Um, there's nothing quite like Disneyland. And the fact, too, that that sort of set the standard for, like, modern theme parks. Um, like I said, we're, we're big history nerds. So we love to go down and find the, you know, hidden walls and details that Imagineers put in the park 60 years ago. Um so yeah, that's that's probably got to be my favorite too. Mm -hmm. You guys uh, are putting the butterflies in my stomach. My my heart's racing <laughs> a little bit over here because as we speak, we are twelve days away from our. We're calling it our Disneyland pilgrimage. There um, you go. <laughs> Doug does Disney coined that, so he has to get that credit. But uh, yeah, so I think everything that you just described is what we are so excited about. So Walt Disney World has been both me and my wife's home park and my sister-in-law is going with us as well and she's a walt disney world cast member and all of those things that you just described are exactly what we're looking forward to in disneyland and you know i i i can't wait to to experience that and i think more than anything just be in those you know walk through sleeping beauty's castle and know that walt took that exact same path absolutely That's amazing and um, we'll be there in about a week and a half so. what, what dates are you going to be there <laughs> i will be there october 16th through 19th we will be in the parks on the 19th we'll have to meet up if you're there yeah <laughs> yeah everybody stay tuned um to both of our instagrams maybe we'll uh meet, we'll up. meet up and be able to i'll try to wear my uh my foolish mortar supply shirt that day there you go oh how fun that'd be cool awesome so next question would be a disney bucket list trip for you guys tokyo yeah for sure 100% Tokyo, and I want to stay um, at Hotel Miracosta overlooking Disney Sea. Yep. Um, also, for, for me, the, the art and design that went into the Jules Verne stuff in, 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 in Tokyo Disney, it, it's gorgeous. I can't wait to see that in person. Um, our hope is to try and get out there in the next couple of years. Um, I just think they did such an amazing job with that park. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, d I don't think um, 
budget aside, my wife and I have been having the conversation, should we go now or should we wait until, you know, what's right? <laughs> yeah. yeah right, what right now is scheduled for 2020 or 2021, but mm-hmm. you know, maybe going we're having the same the answer. <laughs> yeah we're having the same conversation and part of me thinks wait because so much amazing stuff is coming and then part of me is like we'll just go and then love it and go again <laughs> <laughs> yeah awesome so the next question would be your favorite disney resort it's tough so it's it's a it's a toss-up between the animal kingdom lodge and the polynesian yeah. We've never stayed at the Polynesian, but we've eaten plenty of their food. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's a really beautiful, beautiful resort. But uh, I think Animal Kingdom Lodge is probably going to be my favorite. We stayed there on our honeymoon for the first time. Um, and something cool about waking up to giraffes outside mm-hmm. of your balcony is, I mean, that's that, that's Disney, like, through yeah. and through. Like, that's them just, like, kind of showing off at that point. Animal Kingdom Lodge is Probably my favorite, partially for sentimental reasons. Yeah. Um, but we do love the food there. I think it gets kind of overlooked a lot because it's a bit removed from a lot of the parks. Um, but the theming at Animal Kingdom Lodge is just yeah. gorgeous. And it being removed in some ways is kind of a pro to me. Like, it's a completely different experience. You could just stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge and have an amazing vacation that you wouldn't have anywhere else, mm-hmm. not even including your time in the parks. For sure. But the Poly does have Ohana and Tonga toast. <laughs> uh, so, so that's hard. <laughs> that's hard to give up to. Yeah. Um, any of the Epcot area resorts yeah, for convenience, for sure. just to be able to walk to Epcot is really cool too. Sorry, we're giving crazy long answers for I know, your lightning, lightning round. round. We're bad at it. Oh, no, I love it. I love it. I love the the well thought out and, you know, explanations. I love it. So I, it's interesting that you mentioned the um, location of Animal Kingdom Lodge, because that's a conversation that I've been having recently is, well, would Animal Kingdom Lodge be higher on some people's list if it was, you know, a monorail resort or if it was in the Epcot area? But it's interesting that you mentioned that that's maybe a, a pro for you, that it's a little bit more removed, a little more secluded. Um, so that, that's interesting. Yeah, I think so. I think it, I mean, it, it kind of goes hand in hand with Animal Kingdom Park. Um, you know, when, you, and when you're in that park, you, you don't feel like there's anything surrounding you. It's so dense. It's so well laid out. And I think the Animal Kingdom Lodge has a very similar feel. I mean, they're right next to each other, but you don't necessarily feel like you're part of something bigger. You're, you're in the moment while you're there. And I think that's pretty special. And it has our favorite um, property restaurant. Oh, yeah, Gico's the best. Yeah. Well, you spoiled one of our later questions for favorite restaurants, so let's go ahead and talk <laughs> about it. Let's talk about Gico. So Gico uh, is definitely our favorite, I would say favorite restaurant overall, but especially signature restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've never had a bad meal there. It's always great service. And again, sentimental reasons that we ate there when we went for our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. We just celebrated our 10-year dating anniversary and went there to celebrate that and it is just 
delicious. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. The only thing that could make it better is if you got to watch the animals, I guess. Yeah, while you that, had that'd dinner. be pretty cool. Um, that one, and then Via Napoli and Epcot. Yeah. Um, the pizza there is so bomb. Um, we try to make sure we we hit there at least once anytime we go to Disney World. And I'm sorry, but one more Kona Cafe breakfast because Tonga Toast is killer. Is so good. <laughs> oh yeah. So my family is historically just not big like breakfast reservation people mm-hmm. and so like every time i beg them like please let's go to kona cafe and get tonga toast so i have still yet to have my first tonga oh. toast so i'm yeah. so yeah. I, I feel like I, I need to have my disney world you know fan <laughs> card revoked or something well, i know you can get the tonga toast as a quick service there like captain cooks but it doesn't come with the strawberry, strawberry combo. combo and that is really uh, that's um, a game changer Disneyland, I think my favorite food is quick service. I love Bengal barbecue. Bengal barbecue is amazing. So good. And then uh, I love the soup on the pier, on the yeah, Pacific the whole, Wharf. The, the like whole wharf area in De- California Adventure is really good. Yeah. Oh, and uh, where did we eat? Napa Rose at Grand Californian. That's really good. Delicious. Mm. Yeah, that all sounds amazing. I'm pumped for the uh, Cafe Orleans has a crab and corn chowder this yes. time of year. I'm so pumped for that. Uh, you yeah. guys are going to have a good time. New Orleans Square is just awesome overall. I love that area. Well, while we're on the subject, not to get too far off the rails, but since you've been to Disneyland Paris, I know food is kind of a divisive topic with that mm. park. What were your thoughts on the food out there? So we went right before Disney got back all operating. Um, So I have heard that it has improved since we were there, uh, but I did not love it. And um, more than that, it was just not always the most convenient. A lot of their restaurants were closed multiple days a week, or they don't um, have the same set schedule that we're used right. to for opening so they would say like a restaurant would be opening at 11 and it didn't open till 12 30 and we're just starving so um that wasn't i mean there was some stuff that was good but overall not my favorite dining and dining is a big part of yeah disney for us it's tough too because um it was uh it was our first time in in paris um so we had eaten in the city the night before we went to the parks and had probably the best meal we'd ever had mm-hmm. so then we were just amped we were like all right disneyland times paris this is going to be ridiculous and it just wasn't um I there was some a good, good meal at remy's that's true i will say they had plenty of places in their like uh downtown disney sort of area mm-hmm. that were pretty good yeah. Um. Plenty of good options there. And crepes. So those those C- were crepe, solid. Crepes are bomb. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I feel like you know even uh, with Disneyland especially that they really incorporate the Southern California you know food mm-hmm. inspiration that they they're able to draw inspiration from the Southern Southern California food scene. Uh, and I feel like you would get a similar experience with kind of the Parisian. F- which is what Mecca we thought there. Yeah. yeah and then it didn't happen <laughs> i will say while the food was lacking their rides are pretty sensational yeah um and the detailing oh yeah detailing it's, it's a beautiful park yeah and we would love to go back now that it's back under disney's operation and see what changes have already happened 
Yeah, we actually talked about that in our last episode, and and it's almost like the story. It's kind of like an underdog story with Disneyland Paris at this point. That and now it's finally you know kind of getting its own identity. So I, I think it, maybe it'll get some more international interest. I'm I'm so tuned in to see kind of how that reputation of the park plays out over the next you know five or six years. I think Disneyland Paris has Ryan's favorite ride. Yeah, I think Crush's Coaster might be my favorite At Disney studios. ride. Wow. wow. And it gets me excited because the rumors are they're testing the same ride vehicle for the Guardians ride in Epcot. Oh, wow. So if that's true, then then we're all in for a treat. Oh, yeah. And better get in line right now, I feel like. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Book your fast pass. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. Well, great thoughts on that one. So next question is favorite ride or attraction? So obvious answer, Haunted Mansion. Um, Haunted Mansion is a ride I have always loved. I don't, I wasn't ever afraid of it as a kid. It's always been a ride I enjoy. And we are both huge, of course, Disney animation fans, but especially I love Mark Davis. So any attraction that he had a hand in like that, or Pirates is just really cool to me. And Haunted Mansion just represents like, everything disney for me it's an original ip it's not based on something it has original music and mm -hmm. it's such a hodgepodge of different people's ideas but it still works and i just love it I yeah love Mansion. um so yeah i'd say in the like obviously i think crushes coaster in paradise but that's purely just because it's a super fun ride like thrill um when it comes to like disney history it's it's probably Haunted Mansion. It might be Carousel of Progress. Um, I just like any of those those older rides that you can tell. They, they almost have that, like, handmade feel to them. Um, and and they've, I, it, with Mansion especially, they've done such a good job of integrating the new props with, you know, Hatbox in California and, and things like that, that, that they feel like they blend seamlessly with, with mm -hmm. some of the original stuff. And it's it's just such a cool ride. I feel like we've been on that ride, you know, a thousand times or something, and I'm always catching something new. Yeah. Um, it's such a good one. Yeah. I I mean, needless to say, we could not be more excited for Haunted Mansion Holiday. But no there is an aspect of it of where I want to see it without the overlay. So I guess that's another thing. we got to go back and Let's experience go back. it. Yeah. Haunted Mansion Holiday, though. I adore. It's also an overlay for the perfect amount of time. I get to experience it for a few months and then I get regular mansion back and I'm happy about that too. Uh, but I think it is one of the best overlay, mm -hmm. like I, not one of, I think it's the best seasonal offerings that they do for a ride. Yeah. And that's something, um, I mean, in general though, I think Disneyland really goes all out for, for Halloween and California Adventure. Um, mm -hmm. Cars Land at night during Halloween season is, it's almost unbeatable. It's so good. And Guardians, you have to ride Monsters After Dark. Of course, ride it regular during the day, but Monsters After Dark oh, yeah. is so fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> not to get too far off topic, but you know, <laughs> by the time this episode airs, I'll, I've already been to Disneyland, so ah, I have to yay. touch back in and you know get my thoughts on all these. But um, Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, 
you know, of course I'm excited for all the nostalgic, the, you know, the, the original rides, but Guardians of the Galaxy is probably my favorite Marvel subsection. And I love Tower of Terror and Walt Disney World, so I just feel like it's going to be a perfect match. Yeah, you're going to love, love it. it. It's awesome. We 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 rebelled against it when they announced it. I love Guardians too. I was a fan of the books back in like two thousand eight, mm-hmm. um, and the first time we wrote it, we we're like, "Oh, Jesus is awesome!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. So next would be your favorite snack or a go to snack. Oh my goodness, I love snacks. In general, um, I love a good just Mickey bar. Like a premium bar, um, I don't know. I'd say if it's not a hundred degrees out, um, I mean popcorn is a must. Mm-hmm. But I'm a big fan of all the goofy sour candy. Oh yeah, you like, like that. Pretty much any of those. Uh, I'm I'm 12 at heart, so sour candy is my jam. Um, but yeah, I mean you can't go wrong with popcorn and Mickey bar. And I would say yeah, ice cream in general. I'm a big fan. Big fan of oh, Dole Whip. Dole Whip, yeah. Great Obviously. choices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we already covered favorite restaurant. Next would be your favorite Disney movie. Lilo and Stitch. For me. Confident. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, I've seen that movie more times than I care to mention. Um, I think it's a perfect movie. Uh, I think... Uh, just from an art perspective, the watercolor backgrounds they do in that film uh, makes with a hand-drawn animation. I, I wish Disney would go back to some hand-drawn animation. Um, like I think Princess and the Frog, they showed really what they're capable of it. Uh, but Lilo and Stitch is, is just, I think it's a perfect film. So I am the worst person on the planet at picking a favorite. <laughs> I cannot dedicate <laughs> myself like that. Uh, for modern Disney films, I really love Tangled. Uh, really love Rapunzel. I love the story. I think it's such a fun movie. Uh, Ratatouille grows on me even more mm-hmm. every single time I watch it. I love it more. And out of the classics, I have always been a big Peter Pan fan. Um, and a goofy movie. I love a goofy movie more than a person probably should, but I am not ashamed. I love it. Well, that is two straight episodes with a goofy movie reference. So I love that. Um, and Ryan, hot topic right now in the Disney community, pumped for the Lilo and Stitch live action remake, you know, mm-hmm. apprehensive. What are, what are the emotions there? Some, something shouldn't be touched. <laughs> um, I, I, I love Disney. I, I love most most things Disney. I don't think they've had the best track record when it comes to live action. Um, at least live for action live action movie. adaptions, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Stitch is a really cute character, but I don't know how much a slobbery blue alien dog looks when it's live action. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I'll be first in line to see it, but I'm a little apprehensive. Yeah. Yeah, I have a similar thought that Stitch has the potential to be terrifying. Right. Uh, if they if they do him wrong. I mean, and some people said that about the Christopher Robin movie. I mean, I know that those were more of a, uh, a replica of the original. Sure. Um, 
Pooh Boy toys, but you know they they were a little bit different than I think what people expected. So I'll be interested to see those first pictures of Stitch when it comes out. Yeah, um, I'd also be I'd be really interested to see if they bring back the original voice. I, I you know they write or direct a movie. I can't remember. Um, failing on my Disney trivia. Um, but I'd like to see Stitch's original voice, and luckily that's a voiceover thing. You can make that happen. Um, so it's a, I mean, it's a heartwarming story. I think they can, there's a, there's the chance to pull it off, but it's not only my favorite Disney movie, it's in my like top five of all time. So I'm protective. Also favorite movies. I forgot Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. So something we asked Doug Does Disney when he was on, is Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween or a Christmas movie? Both. That's the correct answer. Ding, ding, ding. You're the winner. It's a movie for all seasons. They set that up in the first scene. Yeah. Perfect. I love that. So next would be your favorite Disney song. Oh, my. Oh, it's Big Beautiful Tomorrow. Yeah, the carousel song, of course. um, So I think attraction songs in general are probably where I'm going to land. It blows my mind that... A Pirate's Life Uh is made for that ride, that it wasn't like an existing song because it's just such a part of pop culture now. Um, Grim Ghosts, like any attraction song. But I would say Carousel, I break out into Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow at least once to twice a day. Yeah. Sounds about right. I can attest to that. Unfortunately for him, I'm not great at singing. It's just one of those songs, like, I I don't know, when you leave that ride, you're in such a good mood, and I feel like you have that song stuck in your head for the next two to three weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's Sherman Brothers. Like, it doesn't get better. Yeah, I mean, how can you defeat the Sherman Brothers? All great thoughts. Nothing to dispute there. And I think it's interesting, um, because I have not been in the parks I have been in the parks, but I've never used the Disney Parks Play app. I don't know if you guys have used it yet. I haven't. But I use it at home. I use it at home very often to get those attraction soundtracks um, because I feel like sometimes they're harder to find on YouTube or any, mm-hmm. any other music service, but they're all housed there. And that's the most valuable thing that I've found out of that app. Yeah, out of that that's app. That's know. really cool. Um, another park song, it's not even an attraction song, and I sing it so much that I think Ryan hates it. The song from Paint the Night. Mm. I just I watch the Paint the Night parade like three times a day. So. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Wishes song because I feel like there's so many no. people no. who are, are holding on to the Wishes song. And I love it. But it might be time to let it go. Just a controversial topic. Okay, controversial, unpopular Disney opinion. We didn't see Wishes until maybe three years ago, right before it left. And we saw it pretty shortly after Disneyland Forever fireworks for the 60th anniversary and their Castle and Main Street show. And Mm -hmm. everyone is going to hate me, but I was (laughs) underwhelmed. It was built up so much as wishes the best show ever and it didn't touch the disneyland 60th fireworks for me but i mean in fairness so we went um we were lucky enough to go on a 24-hour day for the 60th for disneyland and between that and world of color i think we were both brought to tears a couple times oh yeah more than a couple i was (laughs) bawling on main street fine (laughs) so after that it was a a pretty high bar yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I will say for wishes is that uh, we're luckily enough. My parents are DVC members, so we get to go to Top of the World. Wishes was a far superior show to view from Top of the World, but uh, that makes sense. Yeah, but happily ever after. Now I, I feel like in the parks is a is a great experience, and way more projection stuff. Yeah, you need to be yeah. There for. And paint the night. I am there for paint the night. I cannot wait. I've watched it on YouTube probably a hundred times. It's awesome. It's so good. Paint the night. I um, like parades. Ryan is not a parade person. He's not into it, but I can get him to watch paint the night. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. to to say I'm not a parade person is an understatement. But every time that's on, like, you can't help but stop. It's it's so well done. So good. Yeah. I think the only – so that's my number one, and then my second would probably be Boo to You. Those mm-hmm. are my top parades. Yeah. We'll talk about favorite songs. My wife has been singing Boo to You, I think, since September 1st. Just <laughs> randomly breaking that. it out. Fully support that. I started um, listening to Booty. Obviously, we prepare for seasons pretty far in advance. So uh-huh. I think my Booty U season started in about June and <laughs> hasn't ended. So <laughs> Yeah, well, no reason to. It's a great song. So next question would be your favorite Disney quote, either from Walt himself or from any of the movies anywhere in the Disney community. I mean, I think the it all started with the mouse quote has to be it for me like disney at any point i feel like could just be like hey we did it we're done we 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 beat everything but they don't and i think there's a part of it like obviously you want to strive to be better but like looking back and saying like you know this started from the humblest of beginnings in a company that should not have succeeded time and time and time again um, but it all started just because this guy had a great idea and wasn't willing to, to let it down or let it go. Um, and now there, you know, you, you see the, the impact, like there's not a place on earth that hasn't been impacted by Disney in, in some fashion. And it's kind of neat to, to always remember, like it started with just this guy and his dream. And I think that's why I, I fell in love with Disney. But, uh, yeah. I mean, that's probably the most encompassing Disney quote. I'm trying to think, like, from a movie that I really like. Um, As far as our shop, and this is such a used Disney quote, I feel like, in the last couple of years, but um, I have on my laptop just the Go Live Your Dream from Tangled, and that's definitely an everyday inspiration to me to keep trucking away at this, do what you're passionate about. but, yeah, I mean, it all started with mouse. It kind of just shows, like, even all of us here, like, trying to do this, starting your own business is a crazy endeavor. But I think it's encouraging. Like, you all start with something small, and you can build it into whatever you can dream of. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. Great, great thoughts around that one. So the last question of the lightning round would be your favorite Disney memory. So favorite Disney memory for me would probably be my first time in, no, it would probably be the Disneyland 60th. 
Uh, we did the 24-hour day. It was the first time we got Disneyland annual passes. We started them on the 60th 24-hour day. Uh, I made Ryan get out of, we drove there the night before, slept for, I don't know, four hours, got up at 2 a.m. to go wait in line. And the day was insane. The first half of the day, I think it was like a three-hour wait just to get popcorn. But then by about 10 p.m., the park was empty. And I feel terrible because a lot of people were shut out of the park because they were saying it was at capacity. And I don't know if all those people were just taking a nap somewhere in the park, uh, but they were <laughs> not anywhere we found. So we spent the entire night of the 60th kickoff just walking onto rides. We were there with a couple of our great friends and we saw the new world of color for the 60th Disneyland Forever fireworks. And it was probably the most emotional Disney day for me, but just such a good memory and really kicked off us going to the parks more often. That's true. Um, I, I think, I think it's probably when we got to go to the animation studio. Um, Disney is the reason I wanted to be an artist as a kid. Um, it's the reason I went to design school. It's the reason we started this. And um, one of my favorite movies is, is Saving Mr. Banks. And, and I mean, Tom Hanks just crushed it as Walt. And they filmed it on the on that lot in the animation studio. And, and in a lot of places they filmed the movie or the actual places that that stuff happened. And when you're there, it sounds cheesy, but you can feel Walt. Like, you can see the benches he sat on and the offices he worked in. And you, like, can peek into the window in the original ink and paint building. And it's really cool. It is. Um, and, and so inspiring. I mean, that was kind of what kicked kicked the whole company off. Well, yeah, we, we made from, that shirt for that yeah, trip. We got back from that trip and decided, like, let's let's try this. Um, and a lot of it was seeing that, you know, those rooms and those those places where, like, you know, X movie was made right there. Um, and that movie shaped my childhood or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty, pretty cool to see. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And thank you so much for sharing those with us because those are some great stories and, and great memories that that are – you know, priceless for sure. Mm-hmm. So the last question is something that we ask all of our guests and it's for, if there's a listener out there who has this love or this passion for Disney, uh, like all of us do, and they're looking for the right way to express it, whether it be a podcast, a YouTube channel, starting an apparel company, whatever it is, what would be your piece of parting guidance to that person? Do it. Yeah, do it start just i mean i think that's the scariest part is that first step um putting yourself out there but there are so many people in this community who are willing to give you advice um ask people who are doing something that's similar to what you want to do ask for their advice for any tips the worst that happens is they don't answer you but most of the time they're going to give you some insight you're going to get some support. Yeah. Just go for um, it. You know, I, I'm a firm believer that, that nothing is impossible until you believe that it is. Um, 
if you if there's something that you're interested or passionate about no matter what it is like go for it um like you said the, w the worst thing that happens is it doesn't work but you tried um i mean we've been blown away by the amount of support from other shops the people on instagram when we were first getting started uh taking a gamble reaching out to people who we never thought in a million years would get back to us and now we've become friends with some of those people mm -hmm. um yeah don't don't hesitate if, if if you have a passion then chase it and i would say the biggest thing so a lot of people in our space in disney in the disney community get started through instagram and a biggest piece of advice as far as that portion is um, don't ever let someone's following deter you from reaching out to them. Sure. Um, you should, anyone who's passionate about it is going to be passionate regardless of where you're at. If you are just starting, if you've been doing it for a while, if someone is passionate about what you're doing, they're going to help you with it. Reach out to people. You never know where it'll lead. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just just try maybe what you start doing isn't what you end up at maybe you change your mind along the way you yeah. start with apparel and go into a podcast or a blog or we have friends who maybe started with t-shirts and went into a different retail space maybe pins or something and there are just so many awesome people in this community and i think just start and build relationships and just keep working at it every day yeah i think that is absolutely uh, incredibly valuable advice. So uh, thank you for sharing that with me and with the listeners as well. Cause I, and I think what, um, you know, is so important to realize is that everybody started somewhere and, and something that I've mentioned on the podcast before, but I think it bears repeating is that, you know, if you don't push yourself out there and start producing whatever it is that you're passionate about, you're really doing a disservice, not only to yourself, but also to those people that you're potentially connecting with. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it doesn't take a large following to make an impact in people's yeah. lives or to contribute and, and add joy or share some of that Disney magic. So I couldn't have said any of that better myself. So I, I think that's absolutely wonderful thoughts. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. So great. Well, I think we covered some really great topics. Got a little bit off the rails, but I love it. That's the best part of the podcast. <laughs> we can uh, just chat about Disney. It just comes so naturally. So I think, uh, Deidre and Ryan, your passion for Disney and your passion for creating, you know, those magical inspired products and, and sharing those with the Disney community is so apparent. So I think on behalf of the Disney community, I can say thank you for doing what you do, putting yourself out there and taking taking that leap of, pay, leap of faith. Um, is there anything else that you would want to share with the listeners before we head off? So first, I want to say thank you yeah, to thank you. you. Um, it was so exciting. We haven't done a podcast no, before. So it was really cool. We always want to talk about our love for Disney and it's such a cool concept, how people get involved in the Disney community in all different aspects. Um, so thank you for that. And I don't know if we have anything to add. I mean, like I like we said before, like we kind of can't believe we get to do this. Um, we're having so much fun. It's, I mean, it's, it's endless work, but in the best way, um, I look forward to not sleeping, um, because we're working on something. Um, I think we're, we're both having a blast and that's sort of how it got started. And we've tried to make sure like that's the main goal is that we're having fun. Um, yeah. Disney is about fun. 
Um, and if you're not enjoying it, then, then why do it? Um, but yeah, uh, do what you're passionate about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the biggest thing. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, DJ and Ryan, thank you so much for joining us today. For our listeners, if you're not already following Foolish Mortal Supply, you can find them at Instagram by that same name and also at foolishmortalsupply.com. Be on the lookout for the new products, new designs that they're able to come out with. Tag them in any products that you wear in the parks and just interact with DJ and Ryan. They're, they're great people, great passionate Disney fans. So thank you again for joining us today. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to uh, share a picture uh, when we meet up in the parks, hopefully on the 19th. Yes, thank you so awesome. Much. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Visit our website at DetourToNeverland.com to catch up on the blog. Also, don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast. Detour to Neverland underscore podcast. Have a great day.